Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, psychologist, relationship coach, attachment theory expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, author of Love Magnet and Athletic Wear Connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract to healthy relationship. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. Buckle up and let's get vulnerable. It's February and there's that one holiday that happens in February that so many of us pretend to not care about, but deep down, we wish we had that person that was going to write us a letter, take us to dinner, maybe buy us some flowers and chocolate. We just want to feel loved, appreciated, and adored. And on February 14th, when we don't feel that way, it becomes really obvious what's missing in our lives. I want to help you finally do the work on you that allows you to attract the relationship you've always wanted. Now is the time, not next month, not when work slows down. Now is the time to put yourself first and decide that you will heal your relational wounds. You'll let go of the things that are no longer serving you and you'll step into your securely attached high self-worth version of you. You get to rewrite your love story. You get to have the relationship that you've always wanted. It starts with you. You really can rewire your brain and attract the love that you deserve. And the best news is that you don't have to do it alone. I am here to help you inside of the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. Inside of the program, you'll get everything you need to become the securely attached version of you. You'll be able to fully release your past relationships and past relational trauma, and you'll have all the tools to set boundaries, communicate assertively, and show up as the secure, confident version of you. And right now, when you join, you get a special bonus package. This is just for right now. And it's going to go to the first 15 women who joined the program. So this will go quickly. You will get access to the move to secure attachment bonus package. This includes the boundaries audio course, which has been so popular with my clients, really a deep dive on how to set boundaries and the internal work that supports maintaining boundaries You'll also get the Become the One bundle, super popular as well. This is three separate courses that will help you in becoming the one. And on top of that, you get a bonus month in the program at no cost to you, plus extra juicy $400 off. I only do this kind of offer one to two times a year. And like I said, this is your time. You're here listening to this podcast for a reason. This is your time to do the work on you. Don't wait. You deserve it. You're so worthy of investing in your healing. You can apply to the program using the link in the show notes. And remember, this is only available to the first 15 women who join the program this month. Don't wait. Go apply today. Welcome everyone to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan, and we have one of my favorite guests with us today. We have the lovely Kelly Chase. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Oh my <laughs> I'm excited gosh. to be here. Yes, if you don't know Kelly, then you might remember she was on season one of Love is Blind, and she does so much amazing work on her social media. She's so empowering for women's body image and healing your relationship with your body. I love all the things that you post of like, yes, I need these reminders. If you're not following her, go follow her. It's Chase Life with Kelly on Instagram. And then she also has a podcast, Chase Life with Kelly. Um, So yeah, I'm so excited to have you today. It's been my pleasure to have you inside of our Empowered, Secure, Loved program and doing the work and working on you. So I just can't wait to dive deep on where you're at 
and and maybe some of the things that have shifted for you. Um, here's here's my first question for you, Kelly. What was it that made you go, okay, I need to do something different. I I really want to heal. I really want to change. What brought you there? Yeah. Um, yeah, the program one, I first and foremost, the program is so great. Um, I was just telling Dr. Morgan, it's, you know, having the awareness. And then I want to say that this program really helps you create awareness around the things that you aren't aware of now. Some of us are aware of our decisions that we're making poor ones, good ones, whatever, but we don't understand. We don't have the knowledge. We don't have the know-how, the awareness altogether of, um, you know, our, our program, our actual like yes. programming. The why. Is why are we doing it? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like the, the wiring, like how, why we are doing what we're doing, why we're getting the results that we're doing. And so she brings awareness, the program brings awareness to all of that. Um, with that said, to answer your question, I have worked, I've, you know, I've done some, you know, uh, some like self-love and relationship courses in the past. I've worked with multiple life coaches. I've worked with a lot of people. I feel like we're, you know, even just consuming free content, right? And I still felt like, Although things have been getting better in my dating life, I still was finding myself like just even this last year, I got in a situation where it's like I was in this very like needy, graspy energy. And had mm -hmm. I just had someone be like, Kelly, snap out of it. Let's take like step out and away from the picture for a minute. And do you do you actually do you really think that you're compatible with this person or do you just have chemistry with this person? Like, are you actually aligned? Are they actually mm -hmm. what you wrote down in your, you know, note section of your phone about your dream partner three years ago? Like, are they actually that person or do you like the idea of that person? Do you like the potential of that person? And it's like that. And, and that question right there is like, are you actually falling in love with the potential of a person or do you love the person as they are, how they treat you in the current state? That has been something that has been brought to my attention multiple times, <laughs> but I continue to do it. I continue to be the fixer. I continue to oh. try to be the cool girl. Like, Oh, Oh, you don't want to date me. And then in my head, I'm like, okay, well maybe that's like not now. Maybe he just doesn't see me. Maybe he doesn't think I'm cool or like, I'll just be the cool girl. And then maybe he'll like see me after oh I, my I, gosh, Kelly. Like, I, I was so with a girlfriend I, last, last night. Um, I just want to rip just, just for a second. I was with a girlfriend last yeah, night and we were joking and we were saying, okay, no more build a boyfriend. You know, like the, the build a bear <laughs> in the mall. No more build a boyfriend. We want them fully assembled. Okay. So, so anyways, I know there's so many women listening who really relate to what you're sharing. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was that like, I'm like, why? Oh my gosh. And it's, you know, a part of, I can't shame myself or, you know, go into that spiral, although I have. Um, but just again, it's it's awareness. We grow, we learn, we move forward. But, you know, this person in particular is in my friend group. So it's like I I felt very embarrassed and I wrote him like a text out one time, like after a weekend, we all spent away together and um not romantic, just like again, friend group. And um I acted a certain way. Yes, there was alcohol involved. Alcohol is the devil. <laughs> I think that that's 99% of the problems. Um, but I just found myself like kind of getting again, that like needy graspy. Oh, if he sees me, he'll like pay me attention or he'll see a different side of me now that we're like with this group of people. These are thoughts that weren't like conscious, but you know, they're there. Right. And anyway, so like after a few days after um, we got back from the trip, I sent him this text and I was like, hey, like, I just wanted to apologize for my behavior. Um, like, not that I did anything wrong. I just was aware of what I was doing. Like, I was kind of like lingering around when it's three o'clock in the morning and everyone else is in bed kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm wide awake. I'll help you clean the kitchen. He's like, go to bed. I got it. You know, like he didn't want me around and he made it very known and he was kind of very abrupt with me 
and it hurt my feelings, of course. Um, but, and I was like, what? I'm just helping you clean it. He's like, I don't need your help. Go to bed. I know what you're doing. And I was like, what do you mean? What am I doing? And he was like, you're lingering. He usually, he literally used the word. He was like, you're lingering, not interested. Go to bed. And I was like, okay, I'm going to bed. Tuck my tail between my legs kind of thing. It was like so embarrassed. Anyways, like I said, a few weeks, a few days later, I sent a text and I was just like, I'm so, you know, I apologize for my behaviors. Um, I have done so much healing work on myself. I am embarrassed by the way that I behaved. And I just want to let you know, like, that will not happen again. I know better. I'm not trying to shame myself, but like, I do know better. And I have the awareness of what I want, what I deserve and how I know I need to be treated. And I, I'm sorry, you know, I'm really sorry. I said on the flip side, I don't think that how you communicated with me was great either. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of yeah. put that on him a little bit. Cause I'm like, yeah. you know, we've been friends for a while. Yeah. I know we've been romantic, but like, there's no need to talk to anybody the way that you spoke with me. Like, I don't, especially when you're drinking, yeah. like yeah. it's just like compounds it. Right. So anyways, he was, he wrote back and was very nice, you know, of course. Um, but yeah, I just have felt embarrassed and it has just like, although we're good, we're not like we used to be, you know, I feel very, I, I'm highly aware again of my behaviors, my thoughts, my energy. And like when I'm around him, sometimes I like hold back from bringing up conversations, not about us, but just life. Right. And I, because there's almost this part of me that thinks he is going to think I'm just having this conversation to have a connection with him and feel closer. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, not myself fully around him right now. And I'm not around him all the time, but you know, enough <laughs> that, yeah. you know, I, I don't feel great. And it's almost like, like I've thought about, although he's probably like, he doesn't even care. Like he's moved on, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but to me, I'm feeling this way. And I feel like if I just, told him and I like presenced those thoughts and like for him to just be like, Kel, yeah, you're making up shit in your head. You know, like you can talk to me about anything. Like, I think I just need to have that conversation with him to feel better. (laughs) Yeah. I love how vulnerable you are because I know there's, there's people listening who have struggled with these energetic boundaries really is what it is. Right. It's like, how is your energy showing up and are you still giving to this person in a way where unconsciously you're still wanting them to choose you, right? Like that's kind of the game of like, oh, I can get you to choose me. You learned in the program repetition compulsion. Yeah, that's what I have. I have that. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest <laughs> lesson of the whole program for me. <laughs> and what what's so fascinating, because I know you know this now, is like realizing, oh, it's not even about him. Right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a deeper, right. this is a yes. deeper theme here. So yeah. I'm curious like what that's been like to realize, okay, there's maybe wounds that happened earlier that I need to go back to to heal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, when I had a one-on-one, uh, with one of your co-coaches, it was, we started kind of diving into the topic of like father wounds. Right. And then she just 180 and was like, honestly, cause she was talking, she was asking me about my parents relationship in general. Right. And then like how my mom is individually and how my dad is individually. And then she was like, honestly, I think it's more of a mother wound than a father wound that we're working with here. And I was like, what? Like, I talk to my mom every day. She's my best friend. Like, what? And then, like, as we were going through things, I was like, oh, my God, I'm attracted to my mother. And not that my mother, like, I love my mom. She's great. But there are things about my, the way my Uh mom thinks or does things or whatever or shows or, or showed up for me as a child that I would not want or that I would want to be done differently. Yeah. So it's very fascinating. Isn't that wild when it's like, I've never seen this before. And then all of a sudden you can see it everywhere in how you're choosing yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, granted, I know it's a little bit of both father and mother wounds, of sure. course. I mean, I know that there's some, you know, anxious and avoidant attachments going on. I mean, from yeah. both parties, 
say. Um, but yeah, so because I, I definitely would identify as more of a anxious avoidant um, or more of that in the past. I am definitely becoming more secure, but there's still there's still that, you know, still yeah. some work to do. You know? um, but yeah, I mean, I think the program itself, I mean, just like the the morning like mantras, I will be honest, I don't read them every single day. But that is what you tell us to do. And I understand the power of that. It's through repetition that it starts to change our subconscious mind. I do this work, you know, it's like, but it's like one more thing on my to-do list that I have to do. <laughs> so I know it's honest about this, Kelly, because um, I know, I know that it's like, there's resistance. And, and what's so wild yeah. is it's, it's some resistance of, well, I'm super comfortable with the me that I am right now. Um, right. and this is going to change. And then what's going to change in my life when I change? Cause we know mm-hmm. that when we change, everything changes around us. So I think there yeah. can be an unconscious resistance. You know what I would love for you to do? Re- I would love for you to record your morning alignment, like you saying it and then just yeah. listen to it, just listen to it instead of reading it. Yeah. That's a good idea. I have, um, when I was working with another like mindset coach, she had us write out like a life script um, but more yeah. on the professional, like career business side of things. So I do have that recorded and I'll listen to that, you know, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> which I need to do more often again. It's, I mean, again, we both know it's just through anything that we do through the constant repetition, it's going to start to alter things. And what I have learned by doing that, even in the time frames that I was doing it on a more consistent basis, again, it's just bringing, it's highlighting things. It's bringing awareness. It's, it's giving your body the reminders like when you're listening to or reading that like morning mantra of like your dream person and how your relationship in life is going to look it's like that feels so good right so then when we're in the wild and we encounter a situation we we're easily reminded wow that felt really good this does not or wow this feels like that that's good. We like this. Keep going towards this. Or it's that, but then again, our like anxious or avoidant kicks in and it's like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> I love that you <laughs> talked about this. Because, oh my gosh. So, so much of the work I do really does boil down to helping people get so, so clear on how they want to feel and what does their life look like and what is securely attached ideal partnership what does that look like and and how do i learn to show up that way myself right what what was the the secure you exercise where where you do securely attached kelly and you're building that list of statements and how you would show up and how how you think what was that like for you um well, it felt empowering, but I, I think that there were probably some times that, I don't know, I want to say it's more empowering than anything. Like, wow, okay, that feels really good to be firm about this, be really healthy in my boundaries, um, know that there is something better out there that's going to treat me better, that's going to show up for me, that's going to do the things that I'm desiring. Um, and, you know, collectively both of us helping each other feel the same way you know emotionally connected and emotionally supported and um, emotionally safe I think that's like a really big thing that I recognize is that you know maybe those parental wounds is the emotional safety um, that even as a almost 39 year old there are times that I feel challenged to express myself to my parents um, or even close friends and you know, I actually had shared something with a, like my best friend the other day and I hadn't um, told her about the situation, but I was like, not that we have to tell everybody everything, you know, of course, but I'm like, okay, this is like my sister, right? And yeah. I just was keeping a little secret and in my head, I was like, okay, like no matter what, this person loves me and if they don't love me, I mean, if they don't like this and they judge me, then okay, that's okay too. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to like, although we've been friends for 20 something years, you know, I think we go into these stories about things and that then that 
makes us hide and dim our light and, you know, just dim ourselves all together. Anyway, she's my best friend. Of course, she like responded like, oh, my God, I'm shocked. But OK, like you do you, girl. <laughs> so, you know, it was fine. Like I felt fine about it. But I don't know. I think we just always have these like hesitations or reservations and it boils down to what are they going to think of me? Yes. And I, you know, like, oh, are they going to be disappointed in me? Like, I think our, what I learned from someone one time was like the greatest feminine wound is disappointment. So we, we almost like live a disappointing life because we are afraid to disappoint ourselves or others. Like, like the pain of disappointment is so difficult to like take a leap of faith, you know, launch a business, do or jump into this awesome, could be awesome relationship. Because that pain of that, if it doesn't work out, is so unbearable to us. But then we settle and it's smaller doses of disappointment. So we don't really feel the pain as like strongly. So then we just sit yeah. in it and we wallow in discomfort <laughs> forever. It's so disappointment. True. <laughs> it's so, so true. We have this ability to tolerate daily suffering um, yeah. and we just get used to it and we numb it out with Netflix and drinking and shopping and we're really good at numbing our, our suffering. Um, yeah. But if we're just willing to go through short-term pain, which you have mm -hmm. to in order to heal, like going through this program, I know that right. was emotional labor. It brings up pain, oh. right? We have yeah. to, the only way forward is through, but if you're willing to go through that short-term pain of doing this work, then you can get out of that lifetime yeah. of suffering. So I think it's, it's yeah. like that willingness to say, I want to work on this. I want to, I want to have the awareness. Um, right. Something you talked about, I mean, there's so many good things you brought up, but you, you know, I'm a big proponent in the program of self-compassion and yeah. really self-trust and mm -hmm. and you were talking about like shame and being critical of ourselves and i think there's so many women out there especially who have had difficult relationship experiences and they've just lost that self-trust like they're yeah. they're just cut off mm -hmm. from their their selves and their inner knowing and who they really are and I yeah. saw you like on your stories talking about how like you were learning how to come home to yourself and like give your energy back to yourself. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about yes. that a little bit more? Like what that was like? Yeah. Yeah. And this, you know, uh, because that was recent, like I said, it was with the guy friend um, this past year. Like I said, I think I just felt so detached from myself and and again kind of like what i'm wanting and looking for and all this stuff and i'm like i just got so not obs not obsessed with him like obsessed with just like having someone to do something with right and i'm like oh he's showing me attention let's go to the movies let's go do this let's go do this and i was the one that was asking and he did join me for like one or two things and which and we had a great time and everything but like he's doing it as of my friend i'm doing it like subconscious like yes it's my friend but hoping for more that kind of thing and when we get like that obviously we're not connected to ourselves and we're losing trust with ourselves um so while i started going through the program uh, last fall i you know your biggest thing is obviously those is self-care is really tuning into yourself what do you need what do you need to focus on what like audit every area of your life where do you feel that things could be a little bit more balanced, better, improved, strengthened, whatever. And I recognized that I was not really exercising like I used to. Um, I mean, the last four, I will say this, like ever since filming Love is Blind, my exercise, like my mental health has not been the greatest. Let's put it that way. And that exercise definitely does improve our mental health. Um, but when you just are feeling sad or whatever, um, or you don't even understand your emotions so you just still lay on your couch and not do anything um you know that just drives that boat of losing trust with yourself even more right so yes. it's like okay when i started to i was like okay self-care routine i've got to like it's an like it needs to become a non-negotiable that i'm moving my body if I can't do it every single day, let's start with like three to four days a week <laughs> and just like baby step it in. So 
that's what I started doing. And I will say, you know, I probably took the end, like the holidays around the holidays. And then the first two weeks of the year off, although I didn't want to, I got sick, like with the flu or something, the first two weeks of the year. So I was kind of not doing anything those two weeks and or a few weeks. And I felt it like I was like, oh, I need to move my body. And now I get the same way. And I remember like when I when I used to I used to journal like every day, um, like starting in 2018. I mean, journaling every single day. And when I wasn't journaling, I would feel very chaotic in my mind because I, those thoughts were just all up here. I think, you know, there everybody is different, but I do believe expressing yourself in some type of way, whether it is through the journaling and or the exercise, like we have to move that energy through us. And anyway, so implementing that, like an exercise routine has been very helpful for that. Um, and I want to say that's probably been the biggest thing, the the, the biggest self-care thing that I yeah. have put into play. Because I, I think we, we like we overboard ourselves too. We're like, Oh, well, I'm going to go to bed at nine. I'm not going to stop drinking. I'm going to go for walks for an hour every day. And I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to cut out all the sugar. And it's like, Whoa, let's do one thing yeah. at a time. <laughs> I want to go deep on this for a second. Cause I want people to get that. <clears throat> yes. It's about exercise. It releases endorphins. That's wonderful. More powerfully. It's about you saying, Hey, I know that this is how I can really love myself. I know that this is something that I need and it'll take care of me and I'm going to prioritize it and make it a non-negotiable. So then your brain gets to go, oh, I'm worthy of being cared for. So whatever it is, when you set that non-negotiable and then you honor those promises, you're rewiring your brain to say, oh, I can trust myself to show up for me and take care of me. So it's so powerful. You're right. If it's one thing, if you honor it, you're rewiring your brain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to expand on that too with, um, uh, you know, just what came to mind is, you know, we have to, we have to like parent ourselves basically. And so like when, you know, as the adult version, okay, well, what does little Kelly need? And going back to your self-compassion, it is giving her that like, okay, you're, you know, honoring, obviously bringing presence to your emotions, how you're feeling. And as you, you know, um, your program does like daily check-ins, like throughout the day, do little check-ins, how are you feeling? And just kind of presence everything. And um, no, I don't do it every single day, but I, I honestly did it this morning. (laughs) It's like, okay, hold on, Kelly, like just breathe for a second. And how are we feeling? It's okay. It's good. We're good. You know? And I, I think that just, again, just tuning into yourself. I know it, it's kind of sounds like an interesting concept for anyone listening because there's not an actual hu- other human being, but like, if you can think of yourself as like the adult you and then the child you, and if you're feeling anxious or frustrated or sad about something, are you going to do what your mother or father did to you and shush it and dismiss it and tell them to get over it and crying is for babies and blah, blah, blah. Like, are you going to do that? Or are you going to be like, tell me what's going on? Like, oh my gosh, let me give you a hug. Let's talk about it. Right. So that's kind of what you're doing as an adult speaking to this, your little inner child every day. What can I do yeah. for you? Oh, you want to go play outside? Okay. Well maybe that playing outside as an adult isn't necessarily going to swing on the swing set and play on a playground. Maybe it's going to take a yoga class or a workout class or something to get your body moving or going ice picking. I don't know, like whatever, you know, it's like, it's an exercise. I feel like it's like a form of play also. Yes. So yes. to like honor that and just think, oh, you want to move your body today? Oh, you're feeling, you want to like rip out the arts and crafts today? Maybe, maybe we need to like get crafty and creative, you know, we, we just yeah. really have to like tune in to what that inner child is needing. It's so true. And I I love that you mentioned, you know, are you going to respond the way that your parents did? Because that's so true. A lot of us just have that internalized parent figure. And I I also want to speak to people in the audience who they've had a toxic past relationship. Because I know for me, when I was coming out of a relationship with a narcissist, I had internalized the way he talked to me, right? Yeah, And I think when you're getting out of a relationship like that, you need to do 
a brain cleanse here of, wow, you started like to rewire your brain and believe a lot of lies about yourself. And you have to really intentionally let those things go. And it's like, wipe the slate clean. If the slate was clean and you got to decide what would be the most powerful, loving, supportive way to show up for myself, mm-hmm. how, how would you talk to yourself? And I, I know you know this, but for the audience, like one of the best ways to do this is ask yourself, what would I say to my best friend or to my my niece or my sister or someone I love, love dearly in the world, how would I speak to her? And if you wouldn't say it to her, you can't say it to you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and again, it's like, um, you know, it's not something that happens overnight. I mean, even this, I know, granted I'm around my period, so I'm emotional anyways, but like I've I've been binging One Tree Hill because I never saw it back in the day, like maybe a few episodes, but it's literally been on for over, like it aired 20 years ago and I've just been binging it. And I came to the final episode and I am like bawling because last night, cause I'm like, oh my gosh, like I got so attached. Like I'm in a relationship with these characters. <laughs> They've been my people for like so long. Um, but it was so interesting because I'm like, okay, I was able to cry about that. But then, you know, there's other things going on in my life that I know that I am definitely not doing what I just told everyone to do. I am definitely dismissing and I am like shoving it down and being strong and, you know, and I want to say like that too, like, yes, being vulnerable is strong, but like a little crying is okay. And crying is strong. It doesn't make you weak. to cry. So I just, but it's, I'm conscious of it and I know it's an unconscious thing too, but I mean like this morning I was doing uh, like a lizard pose in yoga and if I could have started crying like right then and like a big ugly sob cry, like not just like little tears, like I was ready to fully like launch and just break down, but I didn't because I'm like, oh, I'm going to scare this person next to me. So again, it was shoved down. Yeah. So I'm sure I could use a really good cry sometime today. But I was yeah. like, oh my God, like how we store that emotion in our hips, it really is true. Like, holy shit. I was like, oh. Yeah. The connection to the body is insane. It's it's so, so true, Kelly. I love that you talked about like, you know, and, and I would say that you're a highly sensitive person, which is a compliment in my world, right? It's like you're very attuned, you're empathic, you feel you feel things deeply. And when Mm -hmm. we become securely attached, that doesn't go away. We still are who we are and we still feel things. And what's so beautiful though, is how do you respond to it? Right? Right. It's like, can I allow myself to cry and, and I can comfort little Kelly or I can comfort the emotions that come up and I'm not judgmental. And then I can realign with my highest and best self. And maybe it's like a, I don't know, an hour long or a couple hour long instead of going on like a three day spiral, right? It's all about the ease of, of caring and compassion and then realigning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good so, too. Oh, it's so powerful. Once you realize it's, it's like the emotions are, the emotions get to be there and we never want to judge the emotions, but it's all about, how do you respond to them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really powerful too. Just, I was going to say it's been powerful too. Just, I think just having that acknowledgement, um, again, just kind of being present with your emotions. It's definitely yeah. helpful. I know earlier this year I was, before I joined your program, I had like reached out to a therapist that I see like once a year probably. And, um, she doesn't live here and she, I was like, I just want to like move through this, blah, blah, blah. And she like, so her response to me was like, it sounds like you're grieving and you're trying and you're judging it and you're trying to rush it and you can't because that's just making it worse. And I was like, Ugh. so I have to like deal with this, you know, basically. And she's yes. like, yeah, you can, like give it some energy, like actually like sit with every emotion that comes up with it and just be with it and just allow it. Just be allow okay it. with it. Not Yeah. (laughs) You know, our Amazon Prime Starbucks society that we live in, 
we all just want it yeah. done quick and we want it done now and we don't want to feel anything. We just want to be over it. Uh, but that's, that's not how the healing journey works. And I want to just shout you out because I can even just from knowing you over the years, like I can really just feel the shifts in you and like to witness it. I really see you as having healed a lot and really coming, coming home to yourself. So it's been so fun to just see mm -hmm. that on, on your journey, Kelly. And, and I know it's like, it's just the beginning, right? Like you're, you're yeah. doing so much good work. Um, I, good. yeah, I have two more questions for you. So I want to ask you how you feel about dating now. Like, just tell us like where, where you're at when it comes to approaching your dating life. Yeah. So I've always, um, I've, well, yeah, I've always had the mindset of like, I just want to meet someone out, you know, out doing something out in the wild as we refer to it as, um, versus like a dating app. And although I've, you know, I have gone on dates from dating apps in the past, um, since taking your program, I knew, um, I mean, granted, it was kind of around the fall and like the holidays were about to approach, but I was like, okay, like I, I feel ready and I want to do this again. And I don't want to cut off a way of meeting someone. So I was like, okay, let me do the dating app. And I'm just, I'm just on one hinge and, um, it's, you know, coming from the reality TV show where I got engaged behind a wall, you know, I definitely already learned a lot from that experience in the sense of, you know, don't definitely don't just judge the book by their cover, of course. And I like that, you know, dating apps have evolved quite a bit. And it's not just a picture that you're looking at. You're looking at, you know, you can see like texts from them, their responses to things. Um, there's even videos or voice um, notes on there yeah. yeah, there's like all these things. So you can kind of get a little bit better of a feel for the person. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, even if I'm not totally attracted to them, I could be based on, you know, like I'm still attractive, but just not like totally. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, I just like go through that and kind of feel the energy of their profile. So that was kind of already put in place, but this just helped another level of that. Um, I am excited to go on the dates. Um, I think the thing, one thing I'm running into experiencing a little bit is the guys just kind of staying on the app and not asking me on a date yet. Some have, some have not. I haven't been doing too much of it. Like I said, I think I downloaded it maybe around Thanksgiving and I'm like, oh, I'm home with my family. And then I was yeah. like busy with holiday parties and all the things for work and client parties and things. And then it was the holiday. So I'm home again for like two weeks and then I get sick. So I haven't been on a date yet, <laughs> but well, there are a couple of guys that are like hanging on still. Like they're still texting back and yeah. forth with me and they were like oh we've been sick or we've been busy with work too you know so i feel like we're all just busy and we're not prioritizing the dating thing which is kind of interesting maybe we're just both of us or you know all of us are just not really prioritizing yeah. it and it's okay you know but i don't know it's definitely gotten better like i feel better about dating and what i was gonna say too is I think, again, just having the awareness of what I want and it being re-emphasized re um, going through your program, I feel that I have a better sense of judgment and being able to like let go faster or like, hey, this doesn't serve me. That's fine. And like move on. And not that I wasn't this way before, but I guess it's just been a while. But like I, I did meet someone in the wild um, this past weekend and he asked me for my phone number. I knew he was a little younger. I didn't know how young, but he's like nine years younger. <laughs> but regardless, um, he was super fun, good looking, whatever. He seemed really, really nice. Um, but yeah, he, you know, followed up with like a text message and was like, hey, you know, would you if you're still interested, would you like to, you know, grab some coffee or grab a drink or something? And I was like yes. And I just wanted to let you know, like, I, you know, I'm at a time in my life that I'm not dating to have fun. Like I'm being very intentional about dating and who I choose to go with and what, you know, whatever. So like, basically I'm dating to marry. So like, if you're in, you're okay with that, like, let me know. And sure we can go grab that drink or grab a coffee. But if you're like, no, I just want to have fun. Then this is goodbye. <laughs> so, I love this and he, so much. He, 
I just like being honest with them. And he was just like, fair enough. He, he was like, well, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know anything about you. So why not, you know, like explore this? Go on, like, have it, you know, go on a date with us. Like, that's it. Yes. Like, fine. That's totally fine, dude. Sure. It could be the love of my life. Whatever. We don't know. <laughs> I, I love the energy. You know, I talk about like you have to have an open palm when you're dating where you're not like squeezing the relationship or you're not like pushing it away. It's just this open yeah. palm of, hey, I surrender. I'm not going to try to control how it happens. But I know right. that the right person is going to come into that relationship space in my life. And you, you've yeah. heard me say this. It's a sacred space which is exactly yeah. what the energy you have, right? Of like, I know my standards. I know what I want. This is a sacred space in my life. I'll be really intentional about getting to know people and, and how I invest my energy. Like I, right. I want return on energy investment. I'm just not willy nilly having fun, whatever. Like this is intentional, intentional dating. So yeah. I love it so much. That's, that's a fun yeah. way to date. It's not exhausting. It is. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. As long as, like, people are on the same page, they understand your intentions about things, and I don't know. I just, like, feel good about it, and or just about, you know, just dating in general. I've never been a serial dater. Like, I have friends that have, you know, they'll date four guys at one time or, like, four four dates a week. I'm like, how do you even remember what conversation you had with a former person? Like, I couldn't well, do that. Um, and you're, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you're building a, a – big life, right? It's like you're you're filling your life with the things that that you really want and you're pouring into your career and your health and friendships and all like all these things and realizing yeah. that okay, a relationship is it's just one one slice of the life pie and I don't yeah. have to just put all my self-worth or all my energy into getting the guy, right? Like it's it's just such a such a better approach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I share something with you real quick? Yeah. It was kind of <laughs> so I, not to say, oh, I probably screwed this up, but, um, so one of the guys from the app that I was messaging with, he was like, well, I mean, we seem to like have like a good connection through the app, I guess. And so we took it to texting or not to texting, but he was like, exchanging phone numbers. Anyways, I like have my phone on do not disturb most of the time, all the time. Um, so I didn't know, I didn't see, I had a voicemail till days later, probably like a week. Um, I go to the unknown number. I listen to the voicemail and it's the guy I could barely understand his name. Even like he had a very thick accent. Um, and not one that I like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, and it, I, I didn't return his call right away. Like I was busy doing something or whatever, but like, and then I just texted him like a couple of days later and I was like, oh, hey, like, I'm so sorry. I'm really bad with voicemails. My do not disturb was on, blah, blah, blah. I gave him the thing. And then I was like, you know, hi, you know, but I didn't call him back. He called me, you know, so I kind of felt weird. And then he messaged me like one time after that and I responded and I haven't heard from him now. It's been like almost 48 hours, which is fine, but I'm like, Okay, maybe there was some delay. He probably was like, okay, I called, she texted. Not to make assumptions, but I was definitely just very put off by the sound of his voice. And I know that's very judgmental, but it's the truth. <laughs> well, Kelly, there's, you know, I talk about this a lot now. Um, secure attachment versus compatibility. So that's a compatibility yeah. thing, right? And like, we're, we're okay. allowed I'm not to allowed. have... <laughs> We're allowed, like, if the way that someone's voice sounds is is important on Kelly's list, that's allowed to be <laughs> important on your list. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, but if it's not, if it's not important and it's more like, oh, I'm used, it's fear. It's fear that's causing right. me to judge this. Then that's where right. we're like, hey, let's reevaluate. Let's open ourselves up to this and be open. Mm -hmm. So only, only you really know that answer of, is this right. actually high on my compatibility or is my fear like showing up this way in what I'm choosing? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. 
It may it could have been a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. So something something to sit with. But I also, yeah. you know, I'm a huge Gabby Bernstein fan, and um, I love her book mm. Super Attractor. It's I re, I reread it a lot, um, and I just so believe in surrender of like, okay, if it's meant for you, he's gonna text you back, and you're gonna go on a right. date. And, you know what I mean? It's like so. It's just that whole thing of I'm not gonna judge what's happened. Right. I'm going to surrender. Right. And I'm just going to say, I'm showing up the very, very best that I can. And I, I'm trusting yeah. that that's right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, get it. I love it. <laughs> um, I have two more questions for you. And then I want to be so aware of your time because you're taking time out of your schedule to be here with us. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. What would you say to someone if they were considering doing the program, maybe they've been stuck or they're, they're like a little bit scared. They're like, Oh, it works for other people, but I don't think it's going to work for me. I think we always could get in our heads about taking the next step. So I'm just curious what you would say to that person. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, not everyone is a big believer in, you know, personal or investing in themselves. You know, they're, they, could spend a gajillion dollars on a Louis Vuitton bag, but they will not invest the thousand dollars in themselves. Right. And the best investment that you can make is in yourself. Yes. That is what I will always preach. Um, because I mean, and I have been in places where I have not been financially savvy and I'm like, well, I know that if I spend $500, it's going to change my life. So I'm going to spend this $500, although I'm only making 600 <laughs> and I'm going to do it. Like I, and it has, like it has proven time and time again, I have never felt like I've wasted money on the investments that I've made in myself, whether that's from, you know, hiring a personal trainer back in the day to um, go into therapy or even a $10 book on Amazon, like just buy it, read it and see what epiphanies you have. And if it doesn't do anything, at least you know you just didn't connect with that book. <laughs> you learned, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. but the program, the program is, like I said, I was going, I've done this work. I've been doing this work. And for whatever reason, I'm still repeating the behavior. So it's like, what is it? And I'm like, okay, obviously, yes, I know you, Dr. Morgan, and I trust you. And I've built that, you know, through following you and us having conversations in the past. But there was, you know, probably some hesitation in going through the course myself. Like you said, I mean, there's, if we're changing, we're shifting the comfort level, like we're yeah. exposing ourselves, right. And being vulnerable with ourselves, maybe for the first time in certain ways. Um, but I just felt like your program had the like, magic pill <laughs> that we're all need. And it did. And it does. Like, like I said, it brought so much awareness and the fact that you have resources, you know, as far as like additional coaches to help do like one-on-ones and, and go deeper with your clients is so important because like I said, I don't, I'm sure that going through the homework and the exercises and just maybe like going through the course a couple of times, maybe it would have helped me discover that thing about my mom. And I will say this though, you had us write out, I was getting there with my mom. Okay. So scratch that. The one-on-ones just help you go deeper. They really help you go deeper and just really truly bring awareness to something that you may not be fully aware of or ready to accept. Yeah. So with that being said, I started doing some of the exercises, um, and it was about like writing out, you know, your relationships. Like, so I the inventory, my, my, the relationship inventory. Yeah, inventory. Yes. I'm like, what is that word? Um, yeah. So taking inventory and I wrote out my mom, and my dad, former past boyfriends, relationships in that regard. And I was coming to an awareness of how my mom responds to things and then how these guys were responding to things. And there was a very, very similar behavior pattern. yeah pattern yes behavioral pattern going on and i was like oh my god and the way that each of those made me feel that was like the biggest thing i was like oh like i don't feel you know maybe it's good enough seen worthy whatever loved accepted all those things like dimming myself 
you know, not really yes. speaking my truth. Not And so anyways, yeah. So the, that, that inventory exercise was extremely helpful to, for seeing that. So, yeah, I don't know. You just, you, there's so much that goes on with this program that just having the awareness and again, it, it takes time. It can take, it can take time to transition and do the healing and really shift things for you and take completely different actions and fully step into the unknown, but it can also happen very quickly. Those shifts are can happen yes. real quick. <laughs> and I, you know, I love, I love therapy. I obviously as a psychologist, I'm a proponent of it. And yeah. with the program, my goal was make something that goes so, so deep that gets to the core of why things are happening. Cause I think a lot of times in therapy, we get stuck on the surface level. We're just talking about, mm -hmm. Oh, this happened this week or that happened. And you know, it's a wonderful way to process and, and work through some things. But with the program, it was, it's really designed to just get to those root level. Hey, this is why this is happening. Let's shift these yeah. core things and then watch mm -hmm. your, your life and your environment really change. So yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. you felt that and that you felt the, the depth of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it is, I, I think, you know, we know this, it's like, you have to be willing to invest in yourself with money and also with the emotional time and emotional labor yeah. and say like, Hey, like I'm going to show up for myself, even if it's hard, even if it's 30 minutes a day or a couple hours a week, I just commit to keep showing up. So right. you're, a, you're a beautiful example of that. My clients are a beautiful example of that, of people who are willing to just keep showing up no matter, no matter how yeah. hard it is. Cause you do, you have to go through that short-term pain to let go of that lifetime of suffering. Exactly. Yeah, you definitely do. And one thing I said this <laughs> recently to my mom about something, um, but it translates just to romantic relationships. And I know we've probably all heard this, but like the whole thing of like, if he wanted to, he would. Right. Yes. And so it's about that showing up in that effort. And whether this is, you know, energetically true or not, I choose to believe this, that when you are not showing up for yourself, you are attracting people who are not going to show up for you because you're allowing your, like, if I wanted to treat myself good and do this program and heal myself and, and discover a love I've never even known, then I would, right? Like yes. I'm going to put in the effort, I'm going to show up for myself and I'm going to make these changes because I know I deserve better. And I'm worthy yes. of that type of love. I might be scared of shit to do it and to learn about that, but I, I know that there is so much more happiness and peace on the other side and the same thing. So if you keep allowing people to show up with these low accountability behaviors, you're probably not really like you are accepting those low accountability behaviors and you probably have low accountability behaviors yourself in some way. Maybe you're really powerful in your career, but like with health or other relationships or just your day-to-day -day living, don't have a self-care routine. Like there's something you're not showing up for either. Yes. And that's why you keep allowing it. You're, you are the proof that you keep attracting this type of person. Yes. You're not fully for yourself. Yeah. Your relationship with yourself is determining your standards for your relationships. Absolutely. Right. Agree. And that's why we start with you in the program. <laughs> it's like yeah. all focused on you and healing the relationship with you. And then you get to have those um, external results as you heal. So yeah, well, you've yeah, been so, exactly. so generous with us, with your time. I want to, I just want to be aware of, I know you're, you're in your work day. Um, I do want to ask you though, just if there's one piece of advice that you would share with the audience, maybe those people who are feeling kind of stuck and, you know, they're, they're not really sure where to start. Um, just something encouraging that, that you would want to say to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I just want to like hold you by the arms, by the shoulders and be like, you are worthy. Like you are worthy. And I promise you that there is like, I will guarantee it. You can come find me if this is, doesn't happen for you, but I promise it will. Like, I promise you, it. you will find more clarity, more peace, more 
trust in yourself, happiness, joy, enlightenment, all the things by investing in yourself. And it, like, it's, it is powerful work. I, you know, y'all don't know my full story, but you know, prior to 2018 was when I first like read my first personal development book and something shifted for me. And I was like, what is this? I'm like, and then I met like a guy online who was doing personal development. Like, you know, I came across his Instagram, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know any men in Atlanta doing personal development. Like, obviously I'm hanging out with the wrong crowd. <laughs> and, but I'm like, wow. But the more that you start to tune into yourself, like I was so lost and disconnected from myself prior to 2018. Like, although, I mean, I had a friend come up to me probably in 2019 and they were like, Cal, you've made comments before that, like, I don't know, that you seem like you were living, like, this really, like, sad and depressed life. And he's like, I was around you all the time. He was like, you were, like, the most happy-go-lucky, fun-spirited person. And you still are. But, like, what are you talking about? Like, I never saw that. And I was like, I didn't know who I was. Like, in 2015, I think someone came up to me and asked me what I'd like to do for fun. And I said, go out drinking. I'm like, yeah, that was fun at the time, but is that really, I, I mean, I share that story because it was such like a punch in the gut when those words came out of my mouth. Like I was like, I literally have, I don't know what I like to do for fun. I don't even know who I am. Yeah. And so it just, you know, it started to change after that. So like doing this type of work you not only like it's, it's, I promise it's not only going to attract a romantic relationship. It is going to enhance and radically improve every relationship, whether that's family to social to work relationships, um, your health, your business, your career, every little area, your financial mindset, even like every area of your life is going to radically improve because you are taking time to invest in yourself and heal these wounds that are so interconnected with everything I just said. Like, when you start healing yourself, you start healing money wounds, you start healing your health wounds, your digestive issues, like everything is connected. So if you're on the fence about joining the program, like literally jump, do it, pay the money. I promise you, you will enjoy it and you will feel the benefit of that. And whether you feel it as soon as you dive into the first course or you fill it in six months after you finish the course. Like I promise you will start to see things change in your external reality. Very good. Oh, you just <laughs> gave me goosebumps. That was so powerful. It's so true. How connected everything is. Oh, I just adore you, yes. Kelly. I'm so happy I got I this time you. with you Thank today. You. I want to make sure people can connect with you and they know all the things. So tell us like what, what's the best way to connect with you right now? Yeah. Best way would be through Instagram. So my handle is um, at Chase Life with Kelly. Um, I am relaunching my podcast, but there are over a hundred episodes on my podcast, Chase Life with Kelly, which you can find anywhere like that's streaming. Um, but I'm relaunching it soon, but go ahead and start binging so you get acquainted with me. Um, and then I'm also on TikTok. I'm just I'm trying over there. The millennial struggle on TikTok is real. I'm like, okay, how do, how do we do this? So great. I got it. But it's so fun. Like I am enjoying it because I do feel, and maybe this is just a perception. I think I should just start trying things out on Instagram, but you know, TikTok is so like, everyone goes to TikTok because it's so real and people show up with it's like real. no makeup. And it's, it's so real. Right. And I could talk about whatever. Um, but on Instagram, it feels a little bit more like curated. Everything has to be like business or structured or aesthetically pleasing or something and, you know, and, and have a hook and a two minute or a seven second reel. And that's the only way you're going to have the engagement that you want. And like, it's just too calculated maybe. Um, so I am enjoying TikTok, but I'm like, Hey, maybe my, I mean, a majority of my following is on Instagram. Might as well just create things and post them over there too. <laughs> for some reason, for sure. like, why not? Um, yeah, there's a lot of shifts going on with like how I want to be showing up on social media, but anyways, on TikTok, it's, I am Kelly Chase on TikTok. Okay. Perfect. So, Perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come say Thank hi. <laughs> yes. Go. I know that, gosh, you're, you're so giving in your content and just how vulnerable you are. And I love following you. 
Um, so once again, if you're not following Kelly, what are you doing? Go follow her. Um, and, and I so appreciate your time with us today. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. And for one of our, our graduates of the program, I love being able to say that you, you're a graduate. So forever in the community. Um, and I know that, that we'll be, we'll be in touch and hopefully on the, on the show again at some point. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. And everyone listening, we're wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram or Facebook. Make sure you tag me. It would mean the world to me if you took just a moment to leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this show grow, the more people will be able to help. Until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.